0: Friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 394 of my show on the mic, doing it Thursday, not so shorty style. Apologizing in advance because this episode is a little bit longer than the Thursday shorties and Monday minis have been, but that's because I got a lot to share on the topic. Was having some conversations with some dope folks and realized that I have a lot of tools at my disposal, a lot of information about recovery and maintaining my health, and decided that I wanted to share it with you. So hopefully you find some value in this episode and you walk away with a thing or two to try. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, give me that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it poppin'. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro and you're about to give Maestro a Three, two, one. Hello, hello my podcast people. Let's talk about recovery. Actually, first off, thank you. It's really important for me to say thank you every time I start this podcast because I'm really fucking grateful. Like, it's really dope. I speak into this microphone and y'all listen and you write back and you text me and you DM me and you share stuff. And that's amazing. So thank you. So I'm sitting here at my desk recording this. My legs are a little bit hurty. Played like six hours of volleyball yesterday, played some more volleyball this morning, and I was like, you know what, today is the perfect episode, perfect day rather, to record this episode. I have been, I don't want to say pushing off this episode, but uh, other things came up, other things I, I felt were more pressing, which is why I actually really love creating my podcast episodes or recording my podcast episodes more so in the moment as opposed to like batching a bunch of them. And then just putting it out. So, you know, last week I spoke about Instagram and then did a little impromptu episode this past Monday. Did you listen to that episode, by the way? Past Monday, episode 393 with Rachel Strickland. She fucking killed it. That episode just fired me up, just inspired me. That chick is just incredible. So if you haven't had a chance to listen to that episode, episode number 393 of Maestro on the Mic, the psychology of creating with Rachel Strickland give it a listen I brought her on because I was just seeing a lot in the space and people you know feeling some kind of way about Instagram's changes and then not wanting to do stuff because Instagram's not going to show it and then not doing stuff because they're like well I don't know if people are going to like it and I was like I'm going to bring on someone who literally does this for a living who creates for a living who teaches other creatives for a living who helps them get out of their own fucking way for a living and she just brought the noise so give that episode a listen and then shoot her a message and say what's up because she's the absolute best so anyway digressing a little bit there Uh, i'm sitting here with my legs a little bit sore and was like you know what today is the day we're going to record about how i recover and how i uh, i'll say stay healthy Right. I, I know there's like so much subjectivity with things and just also so me mean, I'll say this is what I do to recover. And one of the main reasons that I want to share this episode is because I was talking to my homie Michelle, uh, I don't know, maybe a few weeks ago. And she was had said that uh, she had suggested to her husband to go for prolotherapy, I think for maybe his elbow or his shoulder or something like that. And that it was really helpful for him and that she had heard about it on my podcast And I was like, dude, that's amazing. The prolotherapy was incredibly helpful for me, for my knee. And I will talk about that a little bit later in the episode. I actually wrote out the kind of the order I want to talk about things. And that's one of the most invasive treatments I've had. So we're going to put that at the end. But this is a little bit of the why behind, or that is a little bit of the why behind this episode. Next point that I want to bring up before I go through the things that I do is that my, my my, wow, that was, that was a lot there. Courtney, don't, don't even edit that out. We're going to leave that in there. So the first thing I, the second thing that I want to talk about before launching into the things that I do is that my foundation is what I would call very good, right? I eat, I've never had any like eating disorder kind of thing. So I have no issues with, eating just in general and the quality of the food that I get or that I eat is good. I don't have any dietary issues or things that I can't eat. And, you know, I prioritize protein. I don't even fucking prioritize it. I eat what I want, but I eat. If you were looking at my plate, you've all seen it. I eat healthy. We'll leave it at that. Uh, the, the next part of that is that I have that life, my lifestyle, the foundation of my health is also very, very good. And that allows... Me to do these other things, right? I, I spoke about this maybe on Instagram, thinking stories. There's a meme that goes around every now and again, and it actually really bothers me when I see PTs sharing it because it's basically just talking about how people don't need massage guns. Like you don't need massage gun, you don't need this shit, any of this. stuff. You just need like a good foundation. You just need good lifestyle. And like while yes, a foundation, healthy foundation, good foundation is imperative, these other things that we have, these advances that we've made can be just incredible, especially with the things that we are doing and some of the things of, of modern living, sometimes modern problems require a bit more modern solutions. And so there are value There is value in those things, right? It is the both and, which is why I want to talk about some of the other things that I do on top of having that solid foundation. But again, I want to acknowledge that, yes, the foundation is there. I was also speaking to someone in my DMs about getting over COVID. And, you know, it is not lost on me that my lifestyle in general really helped out. And we're not talking about, oh, because I exercise and, uh, you know, the things that I eat. Yes, that is important. But just my stress levels, are what I would consider much lower than the average person. I was thinking back to, you know, what it would have been like if I got COVID while I was still a treating or practicing PT. And I'm like, fuck, this would have been the worst. Just the stress of like, I need to take time off. I can't be at work. You know, is this going to come out of PTO? I know there's some stuff happened with like, they have to give you days, but we all know, you know, bosses still be doing shady shit. And just the stress of that, because you only have a certain number of days that you can take off, and then maybe you are okay to go back, but you're working all day and you can't really rest during the day. You can't move things around as easily. When I got COVID, I, you know, I was I was back to doing things by day ten, but. I was, I canceled one day of calls and that was more so because I was like, I, if I fully rest, I can get over this faster as opposed to trying to like push through things and it's going to, you know, prolong this experience. But I had the ability to do that. And then I could go outside and walk and get a bunch of vitamin D, be in a safe neighborhood and just walk around during the day and lots of sunshine. It's just generally like a low, lower stress environment, it's not a lot of like, cars honking their horns and things like that. Like I understand that lifestyle as well. I lived in the city. I lived in New York City for nine years. And I'm just like, dude, if I got sick there with this, it would have taken me, you know, two times, three times as long to get better, simply because of the environment and the amount of stress, this constant stress that I was under. Additionally, tying into this this stress idea, I love what I do. I am in a phenomenal position with work and my general days. And actually the stuff that I do, like making content, actually makes me feel better, right? It keeps my brain going. So during the time that I had COVID, I actually ran a giveaway because I was like, well, this was scheduled, we're gonna do it. And I made reels every day. And I made reels that I usually don't make where I was like playing characters. And that was all that I did during that week. But every time that I would do, you know, set things up and go through it and edit it, it actually made me feel better. And I had a craft that I get paid for that helps me out, that makes me feel better. And I know that that's not the case for everyone. And that definitely contributes to my overall well-being and my overall my overall health. I spoke about this before, but i want to tie it back in because I'm looking at my list. The fact that I am able to go outside and get sunshine. I live in a place where it's sunny and it's warm, You know, it's summertime now here uh, in the States, so most people have that. But, you know, if you live in Texas, it's hot as shit. So you only have certain times of the day that you can go. Like I can literally go out any time of the day and walk and just be outside. I have the ocean there as well. I did not go to the beach. I thought about it a few times and I was just like, I'm too tired for that. Uh, But I do have that. I also have the convenience of having my own gym downstairs. Y'all have seen my gym I literally have all the things. It is the best investment that I have ever made. So I I think maybe on day five, I don't know. I, I literally I to go back and look. But maybe on day five, I started, I went downstairs and I started doing light lifting, right? And I, the beautiful thing is that I also have machines down there. So it's not just free weights. The beauty with machines is that you can really minimize the amount of weight that you're using. So I have a leg press. It's a hack squat, actually. I have a leg extension, a leg curl. And with that, I can you know, exercise, I can lift weights, but not have to do full body weight on things. And that is actually strategically and specifically why I got those machines because we know I got some issues with my knees. And so loading full body weight can be tough. So that's why we go with machines and it also allows you to isolate things, allows you to do short overload movements, less, that's less stressful on the system, it's less, that is less taxing on the muscles. So I had a lot of options and super convenient. These are things that absolutely help facilitate health and help facilitate recovery. last part here, uh, last two parts before I go into the specific tools or other tools that I use, uh, I live in a place that makes me really fucking happy. I kind of alluded to this earlier, but that is super important. The environment that you're in, we all know how important that is for your health. I would say that is the most important thing. And it's not just like the, the, uh, you know, quality of the environment as it relates to like particulate matter and things like that because that is important but what is that vibe there how does it make you feel are you happy to live there if you are that mountain person amazing i hope you live in the mountains if you're the beach person i hope you live by the beach that shit makes a difference i had emily Reed on actually uh, Courtney, you want to link that episode. Thank you. And we spoke about this and where you live and kind of the, the, the seasons that come about with where you live and time zones and things like that. And that contributes to your health, that contributes to your happiness. And that is a big, you know, a big factor in your overall well-being. So I live in a place that every day I am excited and happy and grateful to wake up every single day. I said before I didn't go to the beach because I was like, man, I'm just fucking tired. I'm just going to chill out here. But just knowing that I had that option was amazing. And then once I started feeling better, I was able to go to the beach. And actually, at the end of that was uh, the Hermosa Beach Open, big volleyball tournament. And I got to go to that. I was all COVID free. And just to be outside, that, that shit matters. That shit expedites healing, or at least doesn't slow down your healing. And for me, absolutely contributes to my overall health. And then last uh, is sleep. I have never had issues with sleep, so I'm very fortunate in that regard. Uh, as literally as soon as I lay down, I go to sleep. But that's that's it. The only kind of pseudo issue, if you will, is that I tend to like to stay up later. Uh, but I don't wake up with an alarm clock, so my body is, is able to regulate itself especially now it's great in summertime. You can get up early and the sun's out, so it's fun and nice. And Rupert will typically wake me up a little bit early, kind of 6.30, 7 anyway, and I'm good. So I have that foundation. And yes, we know, I think it's important for me to say every time, I don't have kids, right? My life, my kid is Rupert. He wakes me up at 6.30 or 5 if he needs food. But otherwise, I sleep well. I have very minimal stress. And all of this is a phenomenal foundation for my health and helps me with my recovery and I specifically and strategically wanted to say these things first because we know that the foundation is paramount you cannot like you know theragun your way out of a shitty lifestyle so that is that kind of I guess the disclaimer I am all about using things like the hypervolt. don't really love the theragun we'll talk about that but we got to make sure we know that the foundation is there and when we are faced with health issues. That is the first thing that we need to be looking at is what is the foundation like? And mind you, health issues, I'm not just talking about like major, like systemic issues. Like if you have chronic knee pain or chronic back pain, those are health issues. And it needs to be, am I, how is my foundation? How is my, how are my stress levels? How is my sleep? How's my nutrition? Those things need to happen first before I'm like, hey, what's the latest tool that I can get? And I think that's what that meme was trying to say, but we know people's, Intentionally cut things out of posts to make them shorter, and it gets a better sound bite and it's a bit more uh, inflammatory at times, and that gets more traction. So, this is I have more time because I'm on a podcast and we can discuss the nuance of things. So, yes, get the foundation in order, and then we get to layer things on top uh, and really lean into all the advances that science has made for us over the years. So, let's talk about the tools and some of these tools are actions or activities that i use to help promote recovery, help facilitate recovery. Now, number 1 is walking and this is something that i actually didn't really lean into until i started playing volleyball a lot. Like i just didn't need to be doing it as much, but playing volleyball, my knees they started hurting a lot. A very big bad hurting knees. My knees only really hurt right now. They're a little bit stiff and they're they'll there's oftentimes like tension and tightness, but they don't like hurt. In the beginning, they hurt. I had pain. It was bad. Y'all know if you follow me on Instagram, I've been dealing with and working through, I don't say dealing with, but working with knee stuff for years, right? Knees over toes guy, my guy, Ben Patrick, helped me out a ton. His whole protocol, his whole, you know, uh, regimen helped me out a ton. But the reality is your physiology does matter. People will be like, your, your MRI doesn't matter. But also sometimes it does. Uh, and I have physiological changes in there in the knees and my knees and things are different but it's not like a death sentence for me and so I do the things that I gotta do so that I can do the things that I want to do and some of the things that I gotta do are walking and one of the things that I implemented was every I played volleyball for a few hours on Sunday mornings we have to start we have class at 6 30 a.m and then I stay and we play games afterwards yesterday we played for six hours it was it was, it was a lot it was, it was great but it was a lot and so what I started doing after that was that I just started walking because I noticed that movement, We know, is medicine and in certain 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 circumstances, movement can be like the number one thing that helps helps you out and makes things feel better. If you have like an acute thing, you just like broke your leg, obviously that's that's not what's going to help you out. That's why I said in certain circumstances. But I play at the beach, this beach volleyball, and then we have this this walkway called the Strand and it's sidewalk, it's wide. And it goes the length of Hermosa Beach, Manhattan Beach, goes down to Redondo Beach. I play up in Manhattan Beach, and I don't know, it's a few miles, I guess, if I go up and back. It takes me about two to three hours to walk it, and I stretch along the way, and I just enjoy the day, and I sit on the bench. And now Ashley joins me and with some puppy, Miss Faye, and we'll get coffee, sometimes I get pizza, because I'm hungry. And I will, will just walk. And doing that as a way to just keep the, the legs moving has been incredibly, incredibly helpful. And I've also added in walks during the week, I do some in the morning, some at night, but definitely that Sunday walk with the stretching has been incredible for helping facilitate and promote recovery. I will also, since I'm at the beach, I'll use the ocean. I'll definitely use the cryo benefits of that. Now, we know that, you know, the... Uh, traditional way that we've used cryo is not necessarily the best way and it can impede healing and likely when we were using it for swelling the thing that was helping out the most was the fact that we had it wrapped on the area the body part and was the compression not necessarily just like freezing the shit out of yourself uh, but I will sometimes go just up to my knees let's not be crazy into the water and for me it's largely like kind of like the contrast bath of it of like The water's there, that's not there. The water's there, it's not there. I can go into the, just walk up to the sand, go back into the water. And because I've always had issues, kind of lower leg issues with circulatory stuff, largely with kind of swelling and things like that. So that for me has been huge for helping out with recovery. So cryo of the ocean. I've never enjoyed just like uh, true ice baths. I've never enjoyed like actual cryo where you like go in those machines and they turn you into like ice cream, like I, that's not for me. Um, I did the whole Wim Hof thing. I went through Brian McKenzie's program. I tried it and I'm willing to forego any and all benefits of cold exposure. It's not for me, but I will lean into cryo, especially the contrast, we'll, we'll say contrast therapy uh, to, to really help out with my recovery and kind of, kind of circulatory things, especially lower legs. Self-soft tissue the next tool that i lean into uh yoga tune-up is a favorite of mine so the yoga tune-up balls it's just softer you know you folks know if you followed me for any point in time or any amount of time when i was still treating and teaching for rock tape that i was never on board with the like crush it kill it use the hardest tool ever right let's respect the nervous system to that end i've loved yoga tune-up balls. They are squishier, much more forgiving and kinder than traditional lacrosse balls. So I actually brought Jill Miller on for episode 58, which blows my mind because I'm like, oh, I just brought her on. No, I didn't just bring her on. I did that episode a long time ago. Uh, brought her on for episode 58. and uh, You can check that out. Thank you, Courtney. Uh, I will also use the Hypervolt and I'll use rock tape tools. The reason I like Hypervolt is that it it was quieter, right? When Theraguns came out, they were like literally like jackhammers. And I was like, that is excessive. I know they have different models now, but I got the Hypervolt for free. And so that is one that I would promote. And then after uh, Triggerpoint came out with their own gun, I started promoting that a lot as well. Uh, that We partnered, I won't say we partnered, the company that bought Rock Tape also owned Triggerpoint. So we were promoting their products. And I actually really do believe in the Triggerpoint gun. And the reason that I would promote that is because it was much cheaper than a Hypervolt. You couldn't change the heads out, but honestly, typically you just use one head on the Hypervolt anyway. Uh, So there is that. Big fan of that. Just relevant with general massage, tapping into the nervous system, giving a novel stimulus. Uh, I will, Courtney, uh, I will send the link to Courtney. I did a really awesome, I'm going to say, I did a really fucking awesome post that showed what happens when you use vibration. Uh, I used to have a, uh, what is it called, an ultrasound a diagnostic ultrasound, like the unit, and you could visualize the tissues. So I did a post where I had a vibrating foam roller and then had the ultrasound on my leg, and you could see what happens at the different levels, and you can see just basically the tissues getting shaken up a little bit. It can help with some decompression in that area, help with the tissue layer, guide interlayer tissue glide, fascial glide, help with some of the circulatory things. Uh, and yes, like I said, provide a novel stimulus for the nervous system. So tons of utility for vibration tons of it and the same goes for rock tape tools Uh, i am a big fan if any of you are providers and you haven't taken a rock tape course yet a rock bleeding course highly 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 recommend it it's another tool for the toolbox and i do think that in certain circumstances it quote-unquote works faster than your hands why and i'll say it i think because there's a barrier there when we have just your hands on someone there's energy transferred when we're using a tool I think that we have that barrier. And so that person's nervous system is just thinking about what it's feeling. It's just, it's not thinking about what energy is being transferred. It's saying, is this hot, cold, sharp, dull, am I safe? And just interpreting that, right? Mechanoreceptors in the area uh, are receiving that, paying attention to that, and then responding accordingly. So I'm a big fan of using the Rock Tape tools. Uh, I will also use their um, Floss. That's another tool from Rock Tape that I use. Favorite way to use that is for compression when there is swelling, but I will also use it for any kind of tendon things, typically Achilles tendon, and if there's kind of like elbow issues, just things are more superficial there, so we can really work from a mechanical perspective on that sliding and gliding. And I'm thinking about that because the other day I was doing some indoor volleyball, and my Achilles was like, hey, this is a new stimulus. Back it up a second. And so I did go home and do some work with the old. Rock floss. Another tool from Rock Tape that I love is tape. Y'all know it. I have my own tape that custom tape. Uh, we're using that movement cueing, pain management, decompression properties. The main way that I have actually been using it recently, is for sinus and lymphatic issues. Be- and I'm really tapping into that decompression property, right? The Tape has stretch built into it. You put it down. You don't, even, you don't even have to apply stretch to the tape. You just put it down. And because it has a know, 15, 20% stretch built into it, it'll recoil on itself and you'll get decompression of the tissue underneath and around it, which can be huge for sinus pressure, can be huge for lymphatic issues. Uh, so I will absolutely be using those. And I have recently been using those, uh, sleeping with that. Uh, if you watch Perry Nicholson stuff, uh, you'll see him use it. If you watch my girl, Rachel uh, Barieski, if you watch uh, the stuff that she's recently been putting out kind of for COVID management, uh, post-COVID stuff, uh, you will see her, she has a few posts on on that. So big fan of Rock Tape as an adjunct modality as well i will also use cups i haven't used cups in a minute um, but they can be great especially gliding cups again for fascial decompression um, haven't used them in a minute but I, I have a big ass toolbox in in the closet uh, and that's that's one of the things uh tying into swelling or leaning into swelling compression i got two two things that i love one compression to anna hartman's Swelling reduction protocol, which actually doesn't utilize compression at all. There's a time and a place for compression. Uh, I love using my Normatex. There's a, for those of you that don't know, like what is, what's that? The Jill Coleman calls them the leg tubes. You've probably seen someone somewhere using them. You sit down, they're literally like huge leg tubes that you put on. Uh, and they provide compression. It's like an intermittent pneumatic compression and can be super helpful. It's kind of like a massage as well, but can be super helpful for... Um, swelling and that's something that like I told you before earlier in the episode rather lower leg stuff is something that's always been an issue for me so even when I'm sitting at my desk I look to get my L's my, my L's my legs elevated I have a little hammock that goes underneath my desk to keep the legs up because if I sit too long even if I stand too long just in that gravity dependent position I get a little bit of the swelling a little bit of unhappiness so I will use from a compression standpoint I will use Normatec if you want to check out more about them Episode 126, thank you, Courtney, of My Show on the Mic. I brought on the, um, one of the founders, and you can hear all about that and how the name relates to his grandmother. Second part of swelling reduction, this is probably the number one tool that I have in my arsenal these days, which is Anna Hartman's Swelling Reduction Protocol. I brought her on for episode 182, so you can listen to that. Thank you, Courtney, if you want to listen to learn more about her. Um, but she has a course and it is truly magic. I have battled with swelling for as long as I can remember. And I was going through a real big bout of, of swelling with my knees and I was real deep into volleyball, but it was still a new-ish stimulus. And I was doing all of the things, a lot of things that I've already listed and not getting results. I bought Anna's course, I basically massaged my neck, uh, did some liver work and uh I don't think it even touched my knee and the next day I was like what is this magic. So she's talking all about the lymphatic system and doing lymphatic work. We un- we understand, we know if if you are not clearing things in the lymphatic system upstream. It's like squeezing a toothpaste tube and you're like why isn't toothpaste co- toothpaste coming out and you have the the lid on the top. So that protocol has been Phenomenal for me. I actually used it the other day. I went for a bike ride with Jill, and oftentimes my knee will get a little bit unhappy. I'm not clipped in when I ride, but my foot is still—it's not turned sideways, and because of that, you know, we're getting a lot of rotation at the knee, and it doesn't like that necessarily. It's in a fixed position, and it can't rotate the way it wants. And I oftentimes get some some swelling. You know, compounding that with the number of rotations, the number of reps that you're getting when you're cycling. And oftentimes I'll have some unhappiness. But for me, I'm not scared of it because I know what it is and now I know how to treat it. And this is what I was saying earlier, that we have all of these things at our disposal and we should utilize them. Within Anna's protocol, I use uh, Jill Jill Miller's Yoga Tuna Ball. I also use the Gorgeous Ball. So I use some of the tools that we have and then I learned different ways of using those tools. Uh, I will oftentimes layer things and I get some neural tension when I get swelling. And so I'll use a hypervolt just to reduce some of the neural tension. Right, it tends to work better for me than just rolling things out. So we see these tools by themselves, you know, maybe aren't the answer, but they can be hugely, hugely, hugely beneficial. All right, I have my eye on the time. I know it's a little bit longer, but we're gonna go. A uh, few more things, and then I'm done. I also, what is it? As, not also, as it relates to kind of the pain and stress management. Right, we're talking more of the physical stuff, swelling stuff before. Now, if we move into kind of the pain and stress area of things, uh, I will use CBD. I more so use topical CBD. I brought on my girl Allison, my my love and my. Uh, my mentor. Um, I don't have the episode number written down here. I messed that up. But Courtney, if you could link that episode, thank you. She is the founder, co founder of Fringe. Uh, and you can check their website out, join Fringe. I, I love the company, love what they put out. They have two main products right now. One is a dissolvable CBD powder and the other is a topical CBD cream. I typically use the topical CBD cream on my knees or any kind of areas that are sore. Absolutely love it. I do swear by it. I think it's very, very helpful. Um, but if I'm in high stress times and when I was sick with COVID, I was drinking the dissolvable CBD, CBD powder Uh, that's going to work to the endocannabinoid system if you want to learn more about that visit joinfringe.com they have a ton of education on there and you can learn how this actually works and then purchase some cbd from a reputable company that actually cares about what's in the product and purity Um, things like that i also believe if you use the code morefringe m-o-a-r fringe you will save some money Try that. If you try that code and it doesn't work, DM me and I'll get you a code that does work because fringe is the best. Okay. Uh next thing, which I was kind of sticking with this ingesting uh part of the segment. I kind of I went when I was listening to this out, I went from like least invasive to most invasive. Uh so now we're actually ingesting things. We are use, putting things on the skin. I had heard a great quote from my, my friend, Christina Campione, the skin is a carrier, not a barrier, or maybe not just a barrier. Uh, so things can penetrate obviously through the skin. So as soon as I were talk- start talking about topicals and things like that, I'm gonna absolutely consider that more invasive than you know, a tool that you're using, Hypervolt. Uh, next thing, electrolytes. You've seen me, if you follow me on Instagram, I promote this company, LMNT. They uh, provide electrolyte drinks, we know electrolytes very, very helpful for hydration, uh, helpful for cellular function, pH, things like that. Um, with me playing so much beach volleyball, this has actually become way more important to me. I just, certain things I feel like I don't need them all the time, obviously, and I don't need them in certain phases of life. And now that I am in a warmer climate and I'm playing beach volleyball and I'm literally out in the sun for hours, I have found that it's very helpful for me to have these electrolytes. Drinks. Uh, So, if you, I'll I'll actually drop a link in the show notes. If you haven't had it yet, uh, if you haven't tried it yet, you can try it for free. You just have to pay for shipping. It's like five bucks if you use the link that's in the show notes. So, there you go. They don't do discount codes or things like that. It's just their business model. Uh, But like I said, you can try it out for free. Just use the link that's in the show note. Next thing, we're going to a little bit more invasive, but still speaking about hydration. I go for IVs. I love them. I have found that it's just a faster way to work on hydration and I feel better after them. And there's certain times that I will use them, especially if I'm traveling a lot, coming back from traveling, going to be traveling a bunch. uh, After I got sick with COVID, right when I was all like safe to go outside and see people, I went and got uh, an IV. I am a big, big, big fan. Uh, And I always get that glutathione push makes me feel like Iron Man. So again, I know this ties into what I was saying earlier about where I live. I am very fortunate to live in a place where that's actually very easy to go get them here. There's actually a few places that do them. I go to one place, uh, The Solution. It's you know, not right by the pier in Hermosa. And I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan, huge proponent of it. And obviously, I have no issues with needles. So I have a you know fucking tattoo sleeve. So everything's fine with that. The most invasive therapy and treatment that I've had is prolotherapy. I had that maybe two years ago, 2020, maybe 2019. I guess probably not 20. No, it was 2020. It was right before I started playing volleyball was when I got it done. I went up to Portland. Uh, I have two episodes of Dr. Tina. Love Dr. Tina. Wild woman. Uh, episode 114 and episode 187. Episode 187 was just, so I should say I have one episode, I think, actually, with Dr. Tina about prolotherapy. I have another episode with her about COVID, but her episodes regarding prolotherapy is episode 114. You can tap tap the show notes to listen to that. Uh, and then episode 187 was a solo episode where I just recounted my experience with it. Uh, I also made a video of the whole thing. So if you go to that episode, uh, you can go in the show notes there uh, and you'll see the the video as well. Actually, Courtney, could you help people out? Because, you know, people don't like to click. Uh, we dropped that video from, one, from episode 187 uh, that shows... My experience, I, if you're squeamish about needles, don't watch it because it's a big needle. It's not like, I'm not like bleeding all over the place or anything like that. But uh, I did want to help have people see what it was like. And so with prolotherapy, uh, it is, they inject a dextrose solution into the area. But the actual injection itself and using the needle is part of the therapy, right? We're looking to create some trauma to the area. We've seen this in many other therapies where we look to actually create trauma to help uh, induce healing or help promote healing. So the dextrose solution is, is used to help calm the area down, help calm the nerves down. And then we also have some induced trauma to help with healing. And I got that done because on my right knee, I, I was having this horrendous catching. Just, it felt like there was a hook on the inside of my knee, and like my, my freaking tendons were getting caught caught on this thing, and it was just it would come at a random time. I couldn't tell when it was gonna happen, and it was just felt so bad. I was talking to Tina about, it and she's like, "Let me drop a needle in there." Like she uses the ultrasound as well, uh, so she was like, "Let's take a look. Let's see." She hit a few spots. Hit one in like the super patellar bursa kind of area. I haven't needed prolotherapy since. And it's not like one of those things where it was so painful that my body was like, we never need it. That was not the case. That shit helped. And I didn't even take, I'm not going to lie. I didn't even take the full recovery time afterwards because Jill was like, Hey, you want to do this thing tomorrow? And I was like, sure. And she was like, okay, pay this man $160 and meet me at the beach. And that was my first volleyball lesson. So I typically, I think I'm supposed to take like a week off or something like that, and I ended up taking only like four days off. It was a shorter time period. I don't even remember, but that shit was super, super helpful. I absolutely 10 out of 10, 12 out of 10 recommend it if you have a skilled provider. So would I do it again? Yes, I haven't needed it, uh, but I totally would. Uh, speaking of needles, I also go see my girl Karen Lee. She's going to be on the, I'm going to bring on the podcast when we bring uh, the guest episodes back and I go and get acupuncture from her and she's a chiropractor. So we just get basically complete total treatment. I do have a massage therapist that I see from time to time as well. It ties into that kind of, uh, you know, soft tissue work segment there. But from invasive, breaking the skin, I'm looking at prolotherapy and, and acupuncture. I am, I'm not anti surgery but I'm very pro not surgery I'm very pro do everything else before you get surgery and be in the best position possible if you're going to have to go into surgery I, I work with my knees I do all of the things I need to do all the things that I listed out and I believe that that is actually the base, best case scenario for things and the best way to be going about things there's no surgery that I'm thinking about getting or anything like that would I get prolo again if I had more issues absolutely The last thing that I'm currently leaning into and exploring more of is red light therapy. And so I actually decided to do this because I had a mafia dinner, spoke about this before, that Rachel Rachel B came and spoke at about COVID and managing COVID. And one of the mafiosos, uh, Jude, said that she used some red light on her partner to help out with sinus stuff and it cleared it right up. And I was like, huh, because that was how the only lingering symptom I had. Like I actually was feeling good, but I was just like this sinus stuff, it won't go away. Just so much sinus pressure. There is a place by me, actually, by where I play volleyball that has red light bed. They do red light therapy. They do float therapy, float tank stuff, which I've done. I don't really love it. So that's why I didn't talk about it in this. Uh, but they have a red light bed and I went and I felt great after. Definitely helped the knees, definitely helped the sinuses. And so I'm leaning into that more. I've gone back, I don't know, once or twice since then. It's only been, when I had COVID not that long ago. Um, and so I'm doing a lot more research into that. And obviously, it's the, the personal experience research of just going and, and feeling better, but doing more research into kind of understanding it more. Uh, if you go and read articles, it's a lot of talk about mitochondria and the powerhouse of the cell uh, and just basically helping with cellular function and helping with, um, what is the word, circulation, obviously, because it kind of heats things up, which we all I definitely need that for the, for these needs. Uh, so that is a, the latest thing that I am leaning into and really, really liking it. I will say that, you know, I'm thinking about Perry Nicholson here and like Wendy Corrin, people who, you know, in Perry's case, just ahead of his time. I think Perry has a whole bed actually at his place. And he's been using red light therapy for so long. And I'm thinking about Wendy Corin. I met her when I was teaching at Rock Tape. She did all the canine and equine stuff. And for, to me, if people use these things on their horses and on their dogs and it works, that shit works. There's no like placebo effect. And placebo is not a dirty word. I think placebo largely speaks to the fact that we don't value the psychosocial component of things. But we're not leaning into the placebo effect in terms of why this animal now moves better. Like if this thing, if the animal is now better, it's because that shit worked. It did something, something changed. And they have been using, Wendy and other people that I know have been using red light therapy, PEMF, tape, tools for years on animals. And you can see in videos the before and after, and do I believe that shit? Yes, I do. Because these people, they don't have anything to gain from it. They just, you know the animal people, man. They're just out there loving animals and just wanting the best. Like they're not here to be like, oh, I'm gonna sell this fucking thing. Like they just want these animals to be safe and feel better. And so when I see things work with and for these animals, I'm like, yes, I will lean into that. So leaning into red light therapy, I'll probably possibly do another episode once I you know learn a little bit more about it. But that's all that I can say about it right now. Uh, I'll drop a uh, link. Courtney, I'll share with you a link to some of the things that I've been reading about red light therapy if you're interested. But if you are having continued COVID symptoms, especially like kind of the sinus-y stuff, this is not medical advice, but it did help me largely because of the anti-inflammatory effects that it can have. So just some food for thought because fucking sinus infections are, sinus pressure is the worst. All right. This was a longer episode. I wanted to keep it shorter, but I knew this one was gonna be longer just because I had a lot of stuff to say, a lot of things to go through. First half of the episode talking about just the foundation. We know having that lifestyle things in place, the stress management, sleep, the diet, the nutrition, the basics. Yes, they have to be there. But we have so many advances in, in, you know, in science, and we have such a greater understanding of the human body and how things work and how we can facilitate recovery and promote recovery and just help people heal and, and feel better. Why not lean into those things? So that's the list of the things that I do. If you have any questions, I am happy to talk about any of those things. Shoot me a text 310-737-2345 or send me a little DM at the Movement My Show. I love hearing from you. I'd love to chat about this thing. I want everyone to be able to recover and be healthy and feel good. I want everyone to feel Good. Alright, that is all I got for you for today's episode. As always, endlessly appreciative for every single one. Until next time, friends. Maestro.